Welcome to LoveWise Relationship Radio, bringing you love stories, advice, and open conversations for finding and nurturing true and lasting love. More wisdom at TrishaBennett.com. I'm Trisha Bennett, a couples and family therapist in practice for over 30 years. On behalf of myself, my co-hosts, and all of our guests, welcome and enjoy. The topic for today's podcast is a single woman on her way. And today we have with us from Chicago, Illinois, in the United States, Alifia Kagalwala. Welcome, Alifia. Tell us a little bit about what you do in the world. Trisha, thank you so much. It's such an honor and privilege just to be on this call today. I am originally from India, and I came to the United States about 10 years ago, and I currently live in Chicago, Illinois. A little about my journey, especially on the romantic front, is that I, uh, being from India, you know, I lived in a world where it was all about arranged marriages and and the parental pressure to not marry outside my religious community. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's of course very different with um, when when you come to United States, you pretty much get thrown into a whole different ball game. Yeah. So I think my journey is really looking at at the different, at the diverse views on romance in the two countries. And, um, and, I, I, and currently, I'm also writing my blog called Alicia in America at WordPress.com, which, is, which talks a lot about my adaptation and my views and the cultural differences. And that, that's another thing I'm really excited about lately. That's fantastic. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey of being single and when yes. you sort of started to think about being married and and how long you've been on the quest? Sure, I would love to. So I would say my journey really started when I was perhaps 16. And today <laughs> I am, uh, you know, I'm 36 today. So it was almost uh, 20 years ago because what happens is in India, the way you, the way the culture is for most part is, and I come from Bombay, so yes, there's a difference between city living and living in a little village or a town. But from where I come, there's a very set pattern of upbringing where, you know, the, when the kid is born, the kid goes to school, um, the kid usually gets a science degree because, you know, you know, that's the way to, at least that's how in India people feel is the way to go. A science and, degree, did you say? And as, yes, a degree focused on science, like a doctor uh-huh. or an engineer, where mm-hmm. in India, honestly, the arts and the culture and the creative side are perhaps not as encouraged. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the attitude is that if it's a science degree, it's something solid, you will never go hungry. That's, that's really the whole idea. Yep. And so, you know, just like a parent would send a kid to school and there is no dropping out of school, there is no not finishing school, uh-huh. in the same way, it's like once you reach your, you know, 20s, you get married. It's what people do. There is no question about do you want to get married or do you want to get married now? <laughs> Especially uh-huh. if you are a girl 
and uh, I went through the same thing. Uh, I was dating somebody through college, but he was of a different religious faith, and my family was very unhappy about it, so I had to let go of him, and uh, then started my next five or six grueling years where uh, men would pretty, like like the man would come with his mother or sister to my house, see me for half an hour where I almost felt being displayed like a mannequin. Uh-huh. And, you know, in that brief half an hour, he would pretty much decide if he ever wanted to see me again or if he even saw me as his wife. And unfortunately for me, it was just, a whole series of rejections after rejections, which definitely poured down my entire morale and self-esteem. And um, I was really frustrated. I felt life wasn't working out for me. And when you grow up in India, it's like it's almost like the goal of your life is to be married and have a family. So I was feeling like I was not able to do that piece. And I was I was an, I was a straight A student. I had a pharmacy degree and all that good stuff going, but this area not so much. Mm-hmm. And and as part of my career pursuit, uh, I came to United States and um, through the priest and my religious community, I was introduced to a man who who was not. I mean, my heart didn't say he was the one, but I was so afraid that I would be lonely, I would die an old hag, and I would have nobody that I figured, you know what, he's good on paper, he's an engineer, and perhaps this is the way life is to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I made the decision out of fear, which is, of course, never the right way to decide, and Not a surprise, (laughs) the marriage ended in a divorce, and I am actually so glad that I made the choice to opt out of an abusive relationship. Uh, I, I know a lot of women who aren't able to, and my heart really goes out to them because I can feel their pain. I know what it is like to feel trapped. And... You know, then I started figuring my way out in the United States, and you know, two or three years down my divorce, I was I pretty much hit rock bottom, where I prayed to God to send me someone that could help me in my journey and to show me some ray of light. I was I was optimistic, but I didn't know what to do. I was willing to go the way, but. I I just felt like I did not know I needed direction. And Trisha and Heidi, I think it was right around there that God sent you to my life, just like angels to hold my hand and guide me through. And, you know, that was just a short two and a half years ago. And, you know, of course, life is really different now. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a little about my journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you one of the things I always say about you is you're a good student. 
And thank you. you. You know, there are women who are willing to do what it takes, and women who want to do only the parts that they want to do. And there's a difference. So, you know, thank you so much for sharing about your journey. And can you tell us, because you've participated in our programs now, as you said, for a couple of years, what is it that you have learned? What are the specific things that you had to sort of learn about yourself, about men, about dating? Can you share some specifics with the women out there who are listening who are still looking for love and are looking for some hope and direction? Sure, I would love to. And um, uh, after I met Trisha and Heidi, uh, Trisha is actually now my personal mentor and coach. And I, my entire life has had like a 180 degree turn. Just to give a, a quick two minute background on where I was in life, and it was only a short two and a half years ago where I had no friends, uh, no single women friends. Uh, I did have a few Indian friends, but they were married with kids and had their own agenda. So I felt really lonely because nobody could understand me and nobody could even direct me. And the one or two single women I knew were, you know, talking to them was like the blind leading the blind because they were single. I mean, if they knew how to find love, they would not have been single, right? <laughs> so so it was really just, you know, shooting in the dark and hoping and praying that something would work. And, you know, nothing was working. And... um and I think I had a lot of, uh, you know, after all, after almost 10 years of uh, rejection in the arranged marriage setting, giving up on the one person I loved or the one or two more that came along, going through divorce, it had just added up, you know. I had forgotten that I was a beautiful person in and out. I'd forgotten I was a great catch. Somehow, you know, it was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that a kind lot of, of that kind of constant beating down can wear you out. It's, right. it's not and a yes. surprise that you forgot who you were. Yes. So I pretty much landed had landed in the space where I was like, I am not good enough, and you know, I did what other women do. I mean, I I always wanted to marry someone who was. Uh, uh, who was a great man, and so I would be like, okay, you know, this kind of a great man, I would build, I would go backtrack, and I would say, this kind of a man wants this kind of a woman, so let me become that kind of a woman. So I pretty much put my my authentic self and me in the closet, and I tried to become someone I wasn't and clearly you know you can put on a show only for a bit and many a time it's not I was not happy you know because I wasn't me and I was trying to become something and yeah it was like pretty much <laughs> my entire world was collapsing and uh, anyways when Trisha and Heidi so as I said Trisha is my personal coach I talk to her on a weekly basis, and I have also attended the workshop. Oh, my God, I can't say enough about it. I have done it twice, and um, 
it's like, you know, I did it a year apart, and I got a totally different um, perspective out of it when I did it the second time because I was in a different place, and I got the information in a different way, or rather I got it in the way I needed it to move on at that stage of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would highly recommend the call series. Um, it's it's a great way to to connect with women um, because you know it's like at times I'm like, oh, I went out on a date and this X Y Z happened, which wasn't a great thing, and I and I would at times think it only happened to me, and then I would go into the world of maybe because I'm not good enough and maybe the problem is with me. And then I would hop on a call and another woman would share how she had a similar experience and I'm like, oh, it's not me. It's just how perhaps, you know, at times life goes and and it's not only me having the negatives and the lows. Other women also feel that way. So it's it's uh, you, you can connect. And, of course, you get a lot of nuggets that kind of keep you on track. Because many a times I feel uh, we we tend to get sucked up in the daily rut and lose focus on our dreams. And um, HE has got me a lot of support. Doing it alone is totally not the way to go. Yeah. Um, and I have so many great women in my life and friends um, who, and since a lot of them are single, they totally get me. You know, I feel like I'm talking to somebody who understands it and there's a lot of empathy along with the sympathy, which I think makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Wow. Alifia, I just love your story. I tell you, that's a book in itself as you were sharing your journey from India <laughs> to the States and your your courage and your perseverance and just it's just it's just extraordinary. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I love how as you share your story, you f- you fell deeper and deeper and deeper in love with you. You you just started to put you at the top of the list. And culturally, as you say, that probably goes against what you have seen in your culture, right? You were supposed to do it this way and to branch out and come over to the United States to live an authentic life truly takes an extraordinary amount of just sheer courage. So I am so, so proud of your determination to continue on the path of true self-love and true true self-happiness. And so I have a question. As you are in this journey, so one cultural question is, how have your parents received your new way of being? Like because you pretty much have left your country and now you're over here. How, how have they been of you coming into this, coming to the States and going after your dream over here? Uh, thank you for asking, Heidi, uh, and thank you for mentioning the cultural perspective. And uh, I will definitely tell you how my inter-family dynamics have played out. Um, the, the one thing I would like to mention that I noticed from a cultural perspective was, so as I said, you know, there's a very set upbringing pattern where the kid goes to school, the kid gets married. And there was no focus on 
knowing me, knowing what made me happy. And because I did not know me, it's like even if, you know, there's somewhat of an arranged setting, but, you know, there is some allowance for an individual to say yes or no, but I felt like I did not have the skill set to choose a husband other than, you know, looking at him and thinking he's attractive and just, you know, agreeing to the to the wedding or, or in my case where, you know, he was decent looking and he was an engineer and that's why I said yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I felt I did not have the tool toolbox the tools in my box to to be able to know me and then based on that to be able to choose him. The other piece was that in India the focus is on being married. There is the you know, dating per se doesn't really exist. My father did not even want me to have men as platonic friends. I was like that protected. So it never gives you the tools to to know how to interact with men and be in a great relationship with a man. You know? So it's like double trouble. <laughs> and then thirdly, you grow up with the whole idea that all you have to do in life is to be married and have a family. So you somehow, you know, uh, something kind of merges where you're like, the only way to be happy is to be married and have a family. And uh, so then you, you start relying on the man and the family for happiness, and we all know how that goes. Yeah. So, so yeah, HEA actually gave me, you know, the, the tools I was missing in all these three areas. Like, I, I can actually say I'm a happy person now. I have been able to discover, you know, what makes me happy. And, yes, you know, the man is the icing on the cake. There will be more happiness with him, but I am happy to start with. And I, I have learned to love and accept all of me. Which is, a, which is another cultural piece. In India, somehow, you know, you don't really talk about the skeletons in your closet. And if you have a skeleton in your closet, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really a big thing. So, so now, Trisha and HEA have taught me how to love and accept all of me. And, and many a times, I'm able to so freely talk about something that's not going too well in my life on my dates or with someone I'm dating and and it doesn't affect my self-esteem, you know, or my confidence or I don't think I'm not good enough just because something isn't going right. So I think I think the personal development aspect is a big cultural difference. Um, coming well, to my family, uh, I was, I always had a, I was always close to my family, but the channels of communication do not exist. I think there exists a big boundary uh, or rather there's a lack of friendship between parents and kids. You know, I, I would not tell my parents anything. <laughs> Whether I was happy, I was sad, I was in love, I was not in love. You know, they, the channels just did not exist. And um, after coming to the United States, uh, it has changed I am trying to have more of an adult relationship. It took my parents a little bit to accept 
how I am and to to love me for my individuality and the fact that I'm not in the same cookie cutter mold as the other girls I grew up with who got married at 21 and have two kids and are housewives. So it's taken my, I mean, my parents definitely love and respect me and for, you know, the high achiever I am and they do love me. It's it's still taking them some time to totally accept the fact that I'm single and I'm going to choose a great man that is right for me. And, uh, of course, you know, since I live alone in the United States, another part is that they are just really concerned because I'm by myself. So mm. it's, it's, well, it's, it's a good relationship. <laughs> well, it's so awesome to see that you found your voice. It feels like on this journey over the last two and a half years, you are sharing what your needs are with, with not only your family, but you learned to do that for yourself. And what I... But I love that you shared, and this is also true for me, for myself, is that you claimed 100% responsibility for your own happiness versus thinking that by getting married, that in itself would make you happy. What I love what you're sharing with all the listeners is that you took and took this last two and a half years to discover who you are and what makes Alifia happy. And boy, that is the best gift when you are dating a man, when he knows what you're happy about, he wants to bring that happiness to a higher level. And so I just thank you for just sharing your journey because it's so cool. You found your voice and you're accountable for your own happiness. Thank you, Heidi. And I also want to say, too, that I remember when we first started speaking together that you would say to me all the time, I don't understand how knowing what would make me happy has anything to do with finding a man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just over and over again, I, you know, you would say to me, I just don't understand. Why do I have to know what makes me happy? What difference does that make? You know, and now <laughs> you really get it. You know, like, unless you know what makes you happy, you can't possibly pick a man. Yeah, because you don't know what kind of man would make you happy, you know, and that's the beauty of it. And I also want to say that, you know, I've never met your parents, but I've heard a lot about them, and I've actually spoken with your parents on the phone, and I know that your parents, they may not understand you, They may not understand the choices that you have made or how you live your life, but I know they are incredibly proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And all my parents always say to me is, all I want you to be, Heidi, is happy. So the fact that you're working on that for yourself, Alicia, it's awesome. They see, they probably see and feel your your happiness meter going through the roof right now. (laughs) Thank you, and uh, and I would I would not have been able to do this without HEA. I mean, you know, it's like, yes, you came into my life, but six or seven months before that, I somebody told me about coaches, you know, and I spoke to a few, and not to downplay anybody, but there was no connection. They did not understand my pain or what I was looking for, or they did not have the right guidance. You know, I feel like 
the journey through dating and being married is needs like that special specialized um skill set <laughs> mm-hmm. that ATA offers um and and I mean I am a very career oriented person there are other coaches I have for business and other areas of my life but it's you know yeah <laughs> Thank you for that endorsement, Alicia. That's awesome. It makes me smile watching a woman on her journey the way you have been to you're discovering your own happiness. And if there's one thing that Trisha and I really believe in is that, gosh, what would this world be like if every single woman was happy? So you being that example to all the listeners just continues to make me smile as I sit here and chat with you today. Awesome. Thank you. So I'll um, just wrap up with one last question, or or maybe it's a double question. I guess there are two questions. One is, is there anything else that you would like to say to women from India or women of the same sort of cultural and religious background? Anything else you'd like to say to them in particular? And the other question would be, for any woman in the world who's still looking for love, what is your advice for her, and if there's a homework assignment you'd want to give, what would it be? Um, uh, as far as the women from India go, um, just uh, the the cultural differences that I pointed out in our upbringing and how we don't take the time to figure to for self discovery or to figure out what makes us happy or or to even just. Uh, play with men or to understand the rela- the relationship dynamics of interacting with a man is i think is is a big piece because you know you can have the arranged marriage and you can get married but it's not about the one day wedding it's about a lifetime of happiness and and you know those tools are are needed i wish I wish in school they had a course called How to Have a Happy Marriage. I mean, trust me, I think it's needed as much as all these science subjects I learned, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, and um, and uh, the uh, that was the cultural piece. And um, to but to all the women out there, you know, to all my fellow girlfriends who are on their quest for love. I just want to say I honor and respect your journey. And, uh, you know, I would just say if you feel you're not getting the results, please do not shove your dreams under the carpet. And uh, I have done it. I get stuck in the daily rut. At times I get busy doing, uh, you know, I, I I have a ton of things that can keep me busy from my gym to my job. And not to say any of that is not important, but I guess we find excuses for not pursuing a dream. And um and I think I think we do that to ourselves when A, we aren't getting a su- successful result or B when um we do not know the we do not have direction we do not have mentors or coaches to tell us what we need to do next and and you know we get we get tired of shooting in the dark and so we just start focusing on something we are getting results in like 
our career or, you know, anything else. Mm-hmm. So that would be my my prayer that love and big love is so worth it. Um, and And, you know, another thing is that I realize that what keeps human beings alive is the pursuit of a dream. Like, I am most alive when I'm, you know, when I have a goal and I'm working towards it because I'm constantly in the creative phase. I'm constantly thinking, what can I do next? Oh, which is this? If I have to go on a date, I am psyched because I'm picking clothes and dressing up and, you know, it's just fun, you know, so... I mean, the fruit is definitely sweet, but it's really the pursuit because if you're not reaching towards something, I feel I feel people die. Mm-hmm. So that would really, yeah, getting getting a mentor or a coach and um, really, uh, you know, having the support of a program like HEA, which which has proven results, and you know, it's just not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, when when I pick a co- coach, I look for fruit on the tree. No fruit on the tree. I don't go with that program, and I am very very picky. <laughs> so that's what I would say. And um, and we love you for your pickiness. Yes. <laughs> we, thank you for thanks for the acknowledgement, Alicia. And just you know what makes us happy is when. As I said, when you call us up and say, I have, I'm happier than happy and I found the perfect man for me, we are just ecstatic. That's, that's more fruit on our trees than we could even imagine. So <laughs> keep on that beautiful journey of being freer and freer and even more free to be your beautiful self. Yeah, and, you know, I am, I am just, um, the only thing I would like to say is I'm just so thankful that HEA and Trisha and Heidi are freeing me up and giving me the confidence to be me. Like, you know, I, I'm a pharmacist and, and I'm dying every day. It's not my dream. It kills my creativity. And I am just so glad that had it not been for HEA and all the support, I would not be on my way to writing my first uh, book series, you know, 15 Minutes to an Extraordinary Life, and uh, I would not have been, I would not have started my blog, which is called um, Alicia in America at WordPress.com, um, and and oh yeah, my email is Alicia in America at Gmail.com. If if anyone wants or has any questions for me, wants to know more about HEA or you know, just wants to know my perspective on it. Um, my name is spelled as A like Apple, L I F like Frank, I Y A like Apple in America at gmail dot com. That's fantastic, fantastic, Alicia. We Thanks. love you, and you are going to be incredibly busy. Yes, with a, <laughs> you have a lifetime of teaching ahead of you. I can feel it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Your passion for life, you can feel that vibe right through this phone. So for all the listeners, we were blessed to have Alifia today and we hope hope you enjoyed her as much as we did. So thanks a million, Alifia. And we'll have Thank you, you back. Thank you so soon. much. 
You're welcome. Lots yes, of love. Then, the next time I'll be sharing about about my great husband and how I met him. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. We love you. Love you back. Thank you so much for having me on the call today. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. We thank you for joining the conversation and hope that you've been inspired. For access to more about our programs and publications, please visit trishabennett.com. If you're a married woman with a great love story that you'd like to share here, please let us know by messaging us at our contact page. Until next time, thanks for listening, and we wish you love. Wow, you stayed. Good for you. Every minute you give yourself moves you toward your dreams. Let's take a minute to let go of the day and make yourselves available to the transformation and the love that is possible when we take the time to give to ourselves and receive from other women. Let's take a minute and get comfortable. Take a couple of big deep breaths in and out. Let go of your day. If you're comfortable, close your eyes and imagine your vision of your own unique happily ever after. Where do you live? Who are you with? What's your life like? How do you care for yourself? Let's move our thoughts to the topic of this particular episode of Happily Ever After is Real. 
What feelings did it invoke in you? What skills do you still have to master? What is your homework from this particular episode? When you're ready, you can open your eyes and write about it. What effort are you willing to make? What risks are you willing to take? And who are the women that you will ask to join you on your journey? Be courageous. Take some risks. You deserve every one of your dreams. And they're out there right now waiting for you to claim them. Great job, ladies. See you next time.